Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and hello, baby boomers around the world. It's time for your favorite podcast. That's right, Another Day Above Ground. This is made just for you, so sit back. And enjoy it. I'm Dale Irvin. I have two partners on this podcast. Let me introduce them first from the uh, Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. Please welcome the lovely and talented Carolyn Strauss. Well, hello, everybody. And it is finally August. Well, almost September. And it is finally not 100 degrees in Colorado. So any of you who have been thinking about coming out and experiencing Colorado, now's the time to do it because it's in the 80s and... They actually are saying that we probably will not have another 95-plus day this summer. No, it'll be snowing by next week. And, Thank God. Uh, you, need to, uh, you need to get a new calendar. We're in September. This is Labor Day, so you, you need to mark up your calendar a little bit because... I have totally lost t- track of time. Well, there you go. Get a watch, too. Joining us from Indiana, please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. A hundred degrees. Boy, that's more than there are on the south side of Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) If it weren't true, it'd be really funny. (laughs) Wow. What? Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, when it gets... I, I don't know if you saw this. Dr. Fauci is resigning. Yes, uh, I he's, saw. Uh, he's out. Just, yep, it's, uh, I'm guessing he's pretty sure that the, the Republicans are going to take the House come November. And uh, he doesn't want his head put in a box with sand flood biting flies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's, he's out. And I saw in China they got some new virus coming over. So uh, it's, the, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. But... But it is Labor Day, and that means, at least for baby boomers, we remember it as back-to-school time. But Uh kids have been back to school for a couple of weeks now. Everything has changed since we went to school. But I remember Labor Day as being the most under-celebrated holiday because it meant school starts tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just a terrible feeling. Who made this rule now that school starts in August? I mean, in Colorado, school literally started uh, on the 8th, 9th, or 10th of August. What is that? Well, that's the parents. Uh, Teachers and the parents are tired of having the kids at home. (laughs) No, it's it's more so the teachers' unions because— They want to work more? I thought teachers wanted to work less and get more money. No, it's essentially the snow days are—you know, when we were kids, uh, it had to be a lot of snow before school got canceled. Oh, yeah. And I still remember—I still remember those mornings listening to the radio in in, in the pajamas waiting see to my find school, out. See my school, see my school, see my school. And my town was right on the water, so we were just like like one degree more temperate than the other towns around us. So we'd be listening for our school, and it would be alphabetical, and they would skip right over us. And I'd be like, oh, come around again. Oh, come around again. Oh, please come around again. Oh, my gosh. 
And as soon as you heard that the weather was too much snow to go to school, you slapped on your boots and your parka, and you are outside playing. <laughs> right. right. And what happened, what happened because of that is that, uh, is that they would have to make those days up in June. So, so what, the, what the teachers' unions argued for is that why don't we just presuppose snow days and we'll, just, we'll still get off in June, but we'll st- start. So they have, they have two weeks of snow days factored into, the, into their schedule. That's why it starts in August because they don't want to give up. They want to be able to book that cruise in June, and they don't want to have to cancel it because there was a blizzard in <laughs> January. So that's, why, that's also why it, it, it doesn't take a lot to call a snow day anymore. No. It, uh, no. Oh, now, see, none of this made sense to me. Right, and as you get towards the end of, as you get towards the end of winter, they'll call more because they have to use them up. Right. And that's why they'll right. even have, which which I've never heard uh, when I was a kid, cold days. Yes, it's too yes. cold <laughs> because yeah, because that 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 sprint from mom's car into the front door <laughs> is just so dangerous. But so they'd rather go to school in August when it's a hundred degrees and no schools have air conditioning. I oh, mean, they all do now. They all do now because they start schools they in August. Us. Yeah, they all have air conditioning now. We had those big windows that opened up with a pole that you had to pull them down. That was our only (laughs) ventilation system. Well, now, you know, since there are going to be bars on all the doors and all the windows now, you know, you can just open those and see, you know, get some air in there. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Any, of a different kind of bar there. I was, yeah, my, me my, too. My mind me too. Schools really have changed. <laughs> I know that I know the teachers used to be able to smoke in the in the teachers' lounge. I, right. I know you knew you were near the teachers' lounge when you could smell the cigarette smoke. Exactly. So, exactly. And, and I would yeah. bet a few of them had a had a bottle in their locker. Nope, no, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, cigarette smoke will cover it up. Here, have a have a slug. <laughs> there was uh, there, there there was a there was a bar not far from a. Well, when I went to high school, this is interesting. When I went to high school, the drinking age was eighteen, and uh, just like just like a lot of nineteen and twenty year olds can buy liquor because they look older. It is when you when the drinking age is 18 there were a lot of 16 and 17 year olds and there was a bar walking distance from our high school that the uh that that, that would serve that wouldn't wouldn't card you so wow. so yeah so so yeah we had uh and that was when walking distance with the school so what happened was the teachers found another bar about three miles down the road <laughs> And uh, from what I understand, I, I didn't realize it at the time until I went in there for lunch during the school year, years later, and I, and I saw a bunch of the teachers come in <laughs> for lunch. And I always wondered why uh, my math teacher was uh, was much uh, different when I had him for an after-lunch math class than <laughs> when I had him for a morning math class. <laughs> See, and now you can't find a bar near a school. You can only find the drug dealers, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there a rule about pot shops? That, like, there can't be one within, I don't, is it, like, 20 feet or something? I don't even know how it works. Uh, In the same neighborhood or something. I don't really know what it is either, but, you know. 
But I was thinking my, my, my granddaughter is, uh, is preparing to go to preschool a couple of days a week. And they've even given her a list of school supplies that she needs. And I started thinking, what kind of school supplies did we have when we were kids? And the very, that they don't have anymore. You know, the very first thing that came to me, slide rule. Slide rule. I mean, that was, that was the basic in all math classes. You had to have a slide rule. First thing that comes to my mind, we had lunch boxes. Do you remember? Yes. I mean, and, and you could tell what somebody was into based on their lunchbox. I had a Flintstones one. I definitely had a Barbie one when I was really little. Um, I had a, oh my God, my favorite one was my Partridge Family lunchbox. Oh, when I was in the seventh grade, David Cassidy, he was it for me. <laughs> and the lunchboxes inside they had the thermos yes right inside the lunchbox yeah yeah those were not, i never had a lunchbox i was my mom was a brown bag kind of person and so we always had things in brown bags yeah with my name written on them if i was uh if if, if i was as smart then as i am now i would i would figure out i would take the price of a a pack of uh, brown bags Multiply it by the days in school and uh, 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 compare it to the cost of a lunchbox because, yeah, we were brown bag people, too. But, uh, but you know, I would guess that, that, that it sort of evens out. Especially over a couple of years, you know. But you then, only use the bag once. Then I was told to bring it back home. <laughs> well, yeah, that, oh, no. yeah, that's probably what would have happened if I would have <laughs> if I would have approached them with the cost. And then it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if not the lake, you bring that bag back home. Okay, I'll make it, make it leak. I will make it leak. I used to. Uh, this is this is really interesting. I uh, I collected lunch boxes for a while. And uh, huh. when, it, when I started it was because I had a convertible and I did wanted something that I could keep my cassettes in that I wouldn't have to stick it in my trunk when I was when I was out of the car because that would be a hassle. A and uh, it occurred to me that if I got a lunchbox, I could just put all my cassettes in there and just leave it on the back seat. No one's gonna no one's gonna steal my lunchbox. It's like <laughs> uh, gross. And uh I did that. I did that for a number of years. And then some guy actually, and it was a genius move, bought up all the lunch boxes. Because I used to be able to get them for like a quarter at the Goodwill. Because people just, yeah, you know, yeah. when the kids when the kids are too old for David Cassidy, mom and dad just gave it away. So Nobody's could... ever too old for David Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Well. Well, he's dead. So I know. I know. I saw him right before he's he died. He's too old you for him. That. I finally met him right before wait, he died. Wait, wait, but anyway, hold go it, ahead. hold it. Stop the, stop the show. You were with David Cassidy right before yes. he died. Yes. I got wow. to hang out with David Cassidy at in at Lindenwood University in St. Charles, Missouri. He was there to do a concert. My friend Peter was the artistic director at uh -huh. the University Theater, hired David Cassidy, and I went there and got to spend a day and a night, a day and a night with David Cassidy. Now, here's an interesting the thing. Whole he never night? Well, he offered. I swear what? to God, Peter, Peter was there. I swear it was my dream come true. So here's the, here's the story. I, I am not kidding you. Here's the story. So David Cassidy is there at Lindenwood getting ready to do a show, and he's really sick. 
like the flu sick where he can't talk. He's really, really sick in the green room. And he's talking and he's, you know, I'm hanging out with him because I didn't care that he was sick, but I'm hanging out with him and he's <laughs> like, I don't think I can do the show. So he actually, for the first time in his life, canceled a show, had me and Peter take him to one of those urgent care clinics. They gave him some prescriptions. I got to take David Cassidy's driver's license into a CVS and pick up his prescriptions because he was really sick. What was he was it? going back to the hotel where I was staying. Wait, what was the prescription? Was it for like codeine uh, cough syrup? Something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh-huh. not, but right, yeah, right. Sick. Wait. <laughs> I think I need it. So So I get back in the car and we give him his prescription and he's staying in a room two away from me at the hotel. We both had suites at the hotel. And so he says, he says, so I said, it's really awful to be sick when you're alone in a hotel. And he says, well, I don't have to be alone. And I said, oh. you, you don't. And he said, he said, yeah, do you want to come stay? And I looked right at him and I said, if you'll wear a full body condom that covers your head and everything, then I'll come stay. And he started laughing so hard he couldn't breathe. And Peter was laughing so hard. And then we walked him up to his room and set him up. And I said, look, seriously, call me if you're really sick in the middle of the night and I'll take care of it and um and I'll that make was you that feel better <laughs> I, if then, he wasn't so sick i mean that is like and then he went back to lindenwood about six months later did the concert i could not go at that time because i was booked and then he died right after and i was crushed because i missed my opportunity but when he was sick, at least you gave him a tick check, you know, and that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> he did ask about me, though. From the, He asked Peter about me when he went back to Lindenwood. He's like, what happened to your friend? Where is she? So, uh, you know. Wow. Uh, it was my go. moment. Wow. Anyways, oh, the lunchbox paid off. Wow. All so I did was meet a... Danny Bonaducci and he's kind of a dork. <laughs> <laughs> did you do his radio show, Dale? Yeah. I didn't do his radio show, no. I met him off the air. But I, d- yeah. I did his radio show. I figured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's I, I totally derailed the whole conversation, but it, it's one of my happiest, well, weirdest, happiest moments because I got to meet my hero. By the way, when I met him, he was so skinny. He looked like Gru, the guy from the Minions. He had this really big head, and he was wearing all black, and his shoulders were teeny, and his legs were like little sticks. I mean, he was like this skinny, skinny, skinny guy. I think he was really sick. Really skinny guy with this big head. He was not what I thought he would be. You could have killed him then. (laughs) Absolutely true, and I didn't want to take that risk. So he actually looked like the bobblehead version of himself. Yes! Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Should have driven him around with it in the car and <laughs> oh, <laughs> watch the head go. You're killing me. I think I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know the well, story. You know that this is interesting. You know the story of the uh, how, how the Partridge family came to be. No. No. Is uh, uh, the cow sills. Remember the cow sales? Right. Yes. yes, I do. They decided, they decided, you know, you are guys, you guys are perfect. We're going to make you a TV show. 
And the cow sales were like, oh, gosh, that's fantastic. They go, the only thing is that we're, we've hired Shirley Jones to play your mom. And the cow sales said, no, absolutely not. This is our mom. Our mom plays our mom or we don't do it. And uh, so they went wow. back and said, hey, Shirley, you know anyone who sings? And she goes, oh, i got a kid that sings. And, <laughs> and they put together the Partridge family to, to uh, mimic the cow sills. Wow. And, that's, uh, and I can imagine every Friday night when it started, come on, everybody, the time that we're singing, is that, is that mom quietly happy. tiptoed out of the living room. <laughs> I ain't watching this trash. <laughs> like, they all probably glared at her like that could have been us. <laughs> I think the oh. Cow even. I think the Cow even considered suing them for for uh, copyright infringement because it was so. Because the, the the there was like the, in the cow the, it was so the family was so patterned after after the Cow I mean, you could because there are so few. Families with a you know a teen older teenage boy a middle teenage daughter mm-hmm. a, you know a, a smart Alec teenage son and then two little kids that doesn't happen often is that what they're saying that's crazy that happens that, all the time that, 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 that loaded up on a school bus and went around the country as a band yeah that was the Cousins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but their their bus probably wasn't patterned like that. I mean, you know, it was the whole multicolored, very happy colored bus. Okay. So Claire, my best friend who I travel with, who's been on our show, has a suitcase that I call it the Partridge Family Bus because it looks exactly like the squares that were on the Partridge Family Bus. Does it say nervous passenger on board? No, nervous. Yeah, that's funny. I think nervous driver, nervous mother. Well, I've... Here's one other thing that has crossed my mind of things that we used to have to have for school and now we don't have anymore. When's the last time you even saw a bottle of mucilage? What is that? Oh, it's glue. Lepage's oh, yeah. mucilage came with that little rubber nipple tip that you had to press down and use it. Remember that? Of course. I tried to find a bottle of mucilage. I can't remember what it was that I was trying to glue, but it was. But I remember saying, you know, a bottle of mucilage would be perfect for this project that I'm working on, and nowhere it's gone can't find it anywhere that it's was so smart too because the tip was that spongy rubber exactly. thing and so it didn't it's not like elmer's glue that when you, you remember that and when you use that it got all over everything that stuff actually went where you put it yeah you could yeah. put it like on the if you had an uh, for some reason had an envelope that did not have the 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 sticky on you could actually i think that's i think that's what mucilage was originally intended for i don't think the the pre-glued envelope w- was a thing right right and, and if you that... tore a stamp off of another thing that wasn't canceled you used mucilage That's... to put it on that letter yeah <laughs> i can I still the remember big... the smell of it oh uh-huh. me too wasn't it like spearminty was it was it, it was kind of kind of like shellacky kind of yeah okay more like more 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 oil Paint and I think, and yeah. I could be, I could be wrong, but I think that's uh, that's what that's that's what they uh, made from horses. 
Oh, yep. no. Yep. no. Oh, yeah. I Just believe. the losers. Just the losers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do that to everybody. But think, or think the ones, now, Or the ones who cross the gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what about uh, what about as far the uh, the pink pearl eraser? Remember that it was in a uh, like a, a rhomboid shape, I That's believe. Ex- yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So when the one on your pencil died, right. you had that pink gummy eraser pink thing. Pink on sure. one side or the other side, you had the gray scratchy one for re- yes. for, for ink. Yes, mm. yes. Or the typewriter eraser, that round wheel with the little brush on the end of it. That was the typewriter eraser, which I don't even think typewriters exist anymore. And and where did you keep all of your writing implements? In your pencil case. That's right. When's yes. the last time anybody had a pencil case? When's the last time anyone had a pencil? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time a kid learned how to write? <laughs> I'm worried. Are you gonna teach are you gonna you're gonna teach your granddaughter how to do cursive and stuff, right? Well, probably that's in a, not probably up in a couple of years, Carolyn. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's not up to me, but I plan on teaching her, you know, several languages possibly. I, I bet Cl- you she'll. I bet she'll learn cursive from Grandpa, but it's a different kind of cursive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's what cursive is, and cursing. Come on, is, Tim. <laughs> what does that language. mean? A picture of the rooster and a picture of a lollipop. What is that? <laughs> picture of a rooster and picture of a lollipop. Yeah, I got it. Oh, got oh okay. It. Car- I'm so Carolyn's looking at me like I'm speaking Portuguese here. It and took me I a just, just... Yeah. It what else did we have back then? Oh, a compass. Nobody carries the little compass, you know, the pointy thing that you put in your pocket and always stabbed yourself in the thigh with it. <laughs> and But uh, but nobody carries a compass anymore, nor do I think they're, they're required. And I wonder why. I mean, the world is still round. You need to make circles. Uh, well, yeah. What you do is you put point the mouse, and then you dra- you put it on the put it on the circle, and you drag it. There you it, go. It's, you don't have to. I don't believe you have to actually draw anymore. I don't think. I don't, and then was just geometry. I remember I had a, a, a. I remember my, and I didn't like it because it always came through. Always came through the pencil case. The point oh, on the yeah. compass always yeah, the came through. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. came through the pencil case. So, so, uh, and then somebody pointed out that well, you stick it in your eraser, right? And that—that's right. how you. And then, and then uh, trashed my eraser because it wouldn't go all the way to the ink sp- ink layer. It, would, it right. stopped when it hit the ink layer. So, anyway, I but uh, but I had it years before I had to use it because what? Uh, when do you actually learn geometry? Like. Uh, Seventh grade, grade junior high, yeah, junior, junior high, high, seventh grade, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you don't need it for seven years. You learn plain geometry and in the fancy geometry. All right, yeah. I'm going to tell you my stupidest <laughs> school joke that I remember from being little. What's a math teacher's favorite dessert? Pie. There you go. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> that was a that's a good joke. When you're three, that's when you could actually teach to your granddaughter because she's about at the age where she could appreciate that. Now, I don't know if this is just Catholic school or this was actually this uh, this was actually everywhere. But the first the first pens they gave us were around were around fourth grade, I think. 
or fourth or fifth grade, they, they finally gave us pens because they were going to teach us because they were going to teach us cursive. And mm-hmm. so they gave they, it's easier with a pen than a pencil. So that's when that's when uh, they gave out pens. And the first pens we got were fountain pens. Yes, absolutely. OK, that's Which, before my time. You guys. that was the most fun if you're left handed, too, because I, I had ink on my hand every day. <laughs> Why? Because you're writing this way, and as you're writing from left to right with your left hand, your hand is smearing through the wet ink. Oh, I don't. Yeah. But what was the ultimate? The ultimate. What I remember, what I back to the fountain pen. What I remember, it it didn't take long before one of the boys figured out if you took it and flicked it really hard, you you could ruin the shirt, the, the white blouse on the girl in front of you. <laughs> I don't know why you would give kids that age a fountain pen. And then, then exactly. around, eighth grade, around seventh grade, I think, sixth or seventh grade, they gave us ballpoint pens, which why mm-hmm. didn't you, that would have made more sense. But well, maybe they weren't invented before then. You're lucky you didn't get the pigeon quill. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> you ever tried ben to Franklin's do that? Franklin's first day of school. You ever tried to do that? That's a lot of fun. I, I did find... try to do that, yeah. My my dad was a big craft kind of guy, and he showed me how to take a, a chicken feather and shave it down and turn it into a pen. Uh-huh. And that's it, why they can... call it a pen knife. There you go. You know what you I go. actually miss about school? And you guys are going to laugh at me, given that I'm a convenient vegeta- vegetarian now. The school sloppy joes were yummy. They were like, I had never had a sloppy joe, and the only time I ever had one my entire life was at school, and it's meat and sweet tomato sauce. It was really good, and I haven't had one since. Oh, really? It's easy. Yeah, br- really? You just, yeah, you just brown. Oh, you're a vegetarian. Well, you Convenient. So brown the meat substitute. Okay. And then you get, uh, the best is Bennett's. They make sloppy joe sauce. No, well, they no, call it manwich chili. too. You can get manwich. Yeah, you get manwich. That's a sloppy, yeah, the best is you get, Bennett's, you get Bennett's chili sauce, and uh, it's it's like a half a half a ground half a half a bottle of Bennett's and uh, a, a can of a small can of tomato sauce, and then with with brown vegetarian beef substitute. That's all it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our recipe portion of this show. We, please let it. Please make this recipe and let us know what you think. No, it's a staple at the Slagle House. We still do. We just we still do sloppy joes once a month. Oh. And you do them with. And what they probably didn't do at school on. is you do them with potato chips. Oh yeah. So that yeah, way, yeah, that yeah. way, when they fall off the bun, you have something to scoop up oh. the. Yeah. Yep. And my dad didn't like the name Sloppy Joe, so he called him Untidy Josephs. <laughs> he thought Sloppy Joe sounded like some old sailor drunk in the corner. You know? I dated a girl, and I, I, she, her family made Sloppy Joes with mushroom soup rather than the... the no, they're not that's bad. True. They're not, they're not bad. They're, 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 but they're not... They're not, they're, they're, not not sloppy sloppy they're not sloppy jokes. All right, one more question before we wrap it up here today. What was, in school, the ultimate status symbol? There were 64 parts to it. Came in many colors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The jumbo box of crayons. 64 with a, oh, crayons with a, with a crayon sharpener, sharpener, with a built-in sharpener built in. sharpener, yep. 
If you had that, man, you were tits. You were on top, you know. <laughs> Rest of us, I got 16 colors. You know, maybe it had 32, but 64 colors, including flesh color, which <laughs> they don't have anymore. <laughs> and, but that, that yeah, was they do, the they best. Yeah, they call it honky. <laughs> <laughs> now you can have a whole box of 32 boxes of crayons with every gender. Yeah, and they can all go. be different colors. They- there you go. We've come a long way, and I'm not sure it's any progress. But that about wraps it up for our back-to-school show. It's time for us to get back to, you know, whatever we were doing. For me, it'll be a nap. But, um, you know, we hope that we are, that we conjured up some nice memories from when baby boomers went back to school as opposed to the way it is today. But that being said, do you have any final words, Carolyn? Well, I walked to school, and I did walk to school every day unless the weather was so bad, my parents were worried. But I walked to school because our schools, the elementary school was really close, and then the the older elementary school, the four through six, was a good, solid walk. Did you guys walk? I, yeah. I, my grade yep. school was about a mile away, and after kindergarten, I walked it. Yep. yep. So that, I feel bad for the kids now who can't walk to I school. Walked in, I walked in kindergarten. Wow. It's weird to think a five-year-old that you that you just take a five-year-old and shove him out the door and say, "Make sure you wait for the crossing guard before you cross the street," and then that's, <laughs> yep. that's it. Yep. 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 Well, yep. in that perspective, we've come a long way. So, Tim, how many <laughs> other last words for I you? Just go to timslegel.com. Okay, and I invite you to go to daleurban.com and press the button that says Friday Funnies, and I will make you laugh in your email every Friday with a written and a video summary of the otter stories in the news. That being said, I also want to remind you, go to our website, anotherdayaboveground.com, and you can read more about us, listen to every show we've ever done, and leave us a message. Maybe you'd like to be a guest on our show. That being said, go out and enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy your Labor Day because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>